0: Good time, as they say, uh, wherever you are. Uh, yeah, I know people join us from all over the world. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome this very distinguished panelists. Uh, uh, it began, the idea for this conference began uh, when I saw and uh, began to read the collected volume of uh, Saniyar Ter's Yad uh, that Dr. Zandian had compiled. That book is now available for uh, purchase I strongly urge you to purchase this, not only because it's a beautiful prose by master process uh, about some of the most important cultural developments of our time, but that's also how these books uh, continue to be published. Uh, they need to be purchased and they need to be uh, supported. Uh, so um, uh, how you can order the book is on our website and you can go to that link. Uh, there are a few people that I want to thank before I turn it over to our panelists. Uh, First and foremost, I want to thank, I know maybe Ms. Afghami will do it, but as an Iranian, as someone interested in Iran's culture and history, I want to thank Princess Ashraf Pahlavi uh, for being the first and so far the only member of the royal family to support uh, a cultural endeavor of this magnitude without her generosity Iran name would not have been possible. Without Mahnaz Afghani's managerial brilliance, uh, the endowment would not have been created, but her generosity was singular. Secondly, the people who supported Iran Shanasi, whose name never appears on the papers of uh, Iran Shanasi, they deserve, I think, our praise. They include Dr. Montazeri uh, and Dr. Mr. Khayyamin. And I think Ahmad Ghorashi, for the entire duration of Iran Shanasi, was behind the scene, his uh, master su- support. And then finally, I-, I want to tip my hat and s- say thank you to uh, Dr. Jalal Matini. Uh, with the help of Mahmoud Zaframin and the other people that I mentioned, Jalal Matini went on to edit two of the three most important journals published in Iranian diaspora in the last century. That is a remarkable feat to do. And it is the only two journals supported entirely by the Iranian American community or Iranian community at large. Uh, Kaveh, which is the other one was supported by Germany. So this two journals is, in their brilliance owe not only a great deal to the people I mentioned but also to jalal Matini. We should have had him here, unfortunately. he's is not uh, feeling well, but I send him my best wishes, and I welcome Mahnaz Aframing to tell us about the foundation and how it all began. And thank you all for accepting our invitation.
1: Thank you so much, Abbas Young, for uh, for your wonderful introduction and uh, for your kind comments. And uh, uh, I'm uh, very, very um, glad to be here, particularly at the, at the uh, Stanford seminars, talking about Yad uh, Deutschthal and uh, about Ehsan Yashotir's uh, impact on the foundation, which is uh, seldom recognized uh, even by those who were very closely involved with the foundation. Uh, the uh, subject of the uh, conversation is the connection between Esen and uh, and the foundation, and uh, I would like to take up uh, Esen's own uh, methodology in writing uh, the his diaries, his intellectual diaries, the Yardoştar, that is connecting the personal uh, to the formal and uh, uh, in uh, the, the professional. Uh is the, the, is the so starting with that I will say that I have known uh, Esan uh, almost all of my life um, since I was a child. Uh, he was a good friend of my mother who was one of the three women who first attended university in Iran and that is where she uh, met Erson and became friends with him. And of course, later the family connection continued uh, with uh, his sister and family with ours. And uh, Erson uh, was actually the first person who introduced me to uh, reading and to literature. I was a child actually in, in a grammar school, but he gave me books that were mind-boggling for a child of my age, but they came from different countries, war and peace, gone uh, uh, with the wind, whatever. And uh, it, it was difficult to quite follow uh, these books in translation, but it, what it did is it pressured my uh, mental capacities to understand other ways of living and other ways of, Uh, expressing yourself and and, uh, making decisions. So uh, this was uh, the the first. And uh, the uh, second thing that was even possibly more important uh, was when I was uh, an adolescent going to school in America uh, and finishing high school, I wrote to him and uh, discussed with him that I would like to go be a doctor and of course, at that time, any young Iranian in outside the country were, had to be either an engineer or a doctor. And uh, thank heavens, I had a son who wrote to me and said, are you crazy? You are not that kind of person. You're not into sciences. You are a literary uh, fan. And uh, and uh, what I would suggest is English literature, because it is both the field that you would do well in and also you love and and at the same time, English literature studied in English speaking countries has very few, uh, any at all, uh, in Iran right now. I think later I found out that there was uh, only Dr. Surat-Gar at Tehran University who had actually uh, done that. So this was beautiful because it made me have a much happier life and uh, also uh, do what I like to do, and it led to other decisions that were also very helpful. So this is the personal um, piece, uh, but where the personal and the professional uh, become connected is after the revolution, because before it, of course, we had connections, we saw each other in uh, gatherings and so forth, but it was after the revolution as an exile in New York that, uh, that I had a considerable connection and advice from uh, Eson, And uh, he encouraged me to start uh, some institution or organization that would use my uh, experience in management before and also would be very welcome with a group of diaspora, uh, who are all at odds with each other. Uh, All of them have lost so much. Uh, All of them have had people imprisoned or or, uh, worse. And uh, they all (coughs) seem the various groups uh, blame each other for what has happened. Uh, And uh, what we need is a voice and a place, Uh, That would be safe for all groups, all backgrounds, and also can use the extraordinary possibilities that the diaspora have in in, uh, uh, this uh, uh, time, because most of them, intellectuals, scholars, managers, high level uh, functionaries in various areas were outside of Iran or were fast coming outside of Iran. And uh, so what they need was to be able uh, to be connected to what the new government was not at all interested in. And that was the pre-Arab conquest Iran, anything having to do with Persia and Persians, and uh, anything to do with the things that Iranians love more than anything, that is, the, uh, the ceremonies, the celebrations, the literature, the arts that have to do with their in ancient history. So, uh, so we thought that we would set up an organization and try to have as uh, uh, actually a nonpartisan a space as possible to have people express themselves right to the research and so forth. So the first pro- project, uh, as uh, Ehsan suggested, and the other board members uh, very much supported, was creation of the journal iran Name. And as Abbas mentioned, uh, I already had the good fortune of being a close friend of Ahmad Qureshi, who was, the, who was a mashadi, like Dr. Matini. And also uh, he was the chancellor of national university. And uh, actually we had spent a lot of uh, our lives, my husband and I, with him in Colorado when we were going to university. And uh, so uh, Ahmad has, was a member of the new board, the board of the new organization. And he suggested Dr. Matini Uh, for the board, and we already had him on our board, but Ersan was the one who stressed that he would be the best editor uh, for uh, this kind of journal, and he was absolutely right. Dr. Matini was uh, hugely uh, knowledgeable and deeply uh, involved with all aspects of Iranian uh, history and literature. And uh, so together, we all decided uh, that in order to, uh, to be um, successful with this new journal, which at the, at the time was the only one uh, that existed, uh, that we would be uh, well to stay away from contemporary issues, which would be divisive. So um, uh, I was just looking uh, this morning uh, uh, at the first uh, copy of the journal. Uh, it's a very uh, sort of, I don't have it here otherwise so I'll show it to you. It, it has, it's about 100 pages, and uh, there is, um, uh, uh, the, the people in it are Safa uh, and uh, Jabadi uh, and uh, Dr. Matini himself and Dr. Nas talking about uh, historical periods. Nas, for instance, talking about Sufism, and uh, the others talking about uh, the various aspects uh, of, of uh, uh, older, um, uh, I, I just found it, Jalal al Tarihi his article. Dr. Matinir wrote the longest article on khiyaban and the word and how it was used. And and so it was a very, very minimalist uh, journal, starting with these um, uh, scholars and well-known writers. But gradually, of course, Iran-Nameh had the support of uh, both Dr. Yashater who was on the board uh, from then on, uh, and also some of the most uh, uh, well-known, uh, scholars of Iranian studies, and it kept growing with wonderful uh, people uh, participating in it. Uh, and at the point when uh, Dr. Matini set up Iran Chenosi, then we had uh, Darim Shaigon working with Oshuri, then we had group uh, uh, working with Hormoz, who was another, both of those uh, other extraordinary uh, scholars and, and people, just good people. And uh, then uh, finally with um, uh, Dr. Tarakuli, uh, where the journal was published in Toronto, actually. And it became you know, more interesting in terms of images and um, uh, topics uh, a little bit more uh, cool, let's say. And uh, so uh, all the time though, uh, throughout, uh, On wrote for the journal supported it, uh, participated in board decisions and was a great uh, help to me personally because if he said it was okay, then I was sure it was okay, everything, whatever the decision was. And uh, Iran-Nameh grew to be a major publication and uh, Dr. Matini's effort in the new journal Iran-Shanasi also it became an extraordinary uh, uh, effort and very, very uh, useful. And uh, the uh, next um, uh, project that uh, was very helpful uh, was the oral history uh, program of the foundation. Uh, I had lost a lot uh, myself uh, in the revolution. Uh, I was outside when uh, negotiating with the uh, uh, United Nations to set up uh, a global center for training and research on women, signing the final documents, legal documents. It took too long. Uh, I mean, the, the UN being what it is, instead of two weeks for which I had come, it took two months. And when I was gonna go back, I was told I can't go back. So here I was in the city of New York with one suitcase and not much else. And Esan was there, of course, at um, Columbia. And uh, it was uh, his uh, support and backing was extraordinarily important. And uh, having lost uh, my notes, my papers, my diaries, everything else, uh, I became passionate about saving what we could. And so the oral history program uh, at uh, Columbia University was basically the the most of the the first, uh, the underlying, uh, you know, Foundation for other oral history programs elsewhere, and so I uh, there I uh, g- got to know Elizabeth Mason, who was the founding chair of the Oral History Association, and Professor Greeley, who was also the head of the department, and they were very helpful in uh, giving us uh, what we needed in terms of uh, in terms of uh, uh, training. And uh, Elizabeth Mason actually uh, came to um, to Washington for a week uh, to uh, to train the uh, oral historians you know, who were going to be uh, involved, and uh, and it was very interesting. Later, she wrote uh, Elizabeth, who had had so much uh, experience in oral history, because of the level of people who were involved. You know, uh, we were. Uh, we were, in a sense, lucky that, that we had access to people as we did. For instance, the person who was the overview uh, person for the editing and indexing of uh, the, the uh, uh, interviews was Dr. Nasseri Yeganeh, who was the Chief Justice of the United States, uh, I mean of Iran, I'm sorry, uh, and he was in exile, of course, and, and uh, worked with us. Uh, And the others, uh, extraordinary people that under normal circumstances, you wouldn't be able to get Farooq al who who was one of the main forces behind the uh, Shiraz festival, for instance, uh, to art festival to be interviewing people who were involved in the arts. Uh, And others, for instance, others, uh, politicians uh, and so forth. Uh, So um, uh, Elizabeth Mason Uh, wrote, uh, uh, he says, she says, what a challenge to develop a methodology with scholars of this caliber. What an opportunity to examining and applying oral history theories to recording contemporary political crises. This week I spent in Washington was an extraordinary one. I learned as much as I taught. It was an extraordinary opportunity for us to have Etc. so uh, she she was uh, so impressed with our interviewers and and also with the system it was just bad luck for our par- for our interviewers and ourselves but it was really good luck for, for the program and of course um, if it hadn't been for connection to colombia where son was a well known and uh, respected uh, uh, scholar uh, it might not have happened quite this way so uh, this, uh, these two were, were uh, major efforts, uh, which uh, we did with his help, but the others was something that he again, uh, uh, passed on to me, which I think he, he carried out in his own professional life. And that was don't limit your work to one organization and its parameters. Try to, get together with other larger, more uh, capable organizations in each specific area to spread your uh, reach and to get resources that you wouldn't be able to have by yourself. And that was absolutely true because Abbas said that Princess Aishraf, who was really passionate about academics and about scholarship, mostly because she never had a chance she never had a chance to go to college. She wanted to go, but uh, it wasn't possible. I think I see Roma. Am I going over time? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so she gave us two million uh, total. But what we were able to do with that was to to uh, uh, partner with universities such as UCLA, where we set up with very little funding. Joining UCLA. Uh, program a uh, special major in Iranian studies. It took a, a ridiculously small amount of money, the two of us, uh, the two organizations together. George Washington, with whom we had the noRuz lectures, uh, which brought the most uh, well-known Iranian scholars uh, from various parts of the world to give that lecture, which was then uh, published. Uh, and also, uh, of course, with Mesa, where Dr. Yashota I was, uh, participated and moderated our plenaries, both in Persian and in English, and, our, uh, and we became a, a, a member of the organization, uh, uh, MESA's uh, partner organizations. So these were also what we liked. Uh, he was very interested in and helped us with events, with, with establ- establishing connections with museums, uh, Textile Museum, Sackler Gallery, which is now the uh, Iranian, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Asian uh, Museum of Asian, or National Museum of Asian Art. So to, to uh, sum it up, uh, the expansion of the work of the, the uh, partnership with foundation would not have been possible without taking that view that we partnered with others, we're not uh, specifically, uh, uh, ending with, uh, with the organization we have. The last thing that I want to say is that the, the, his interest in the yad is is reflected in the yad is in spreading Persian culture and language in other countries have, which have been part of the Persian uh, world uh, as uh, uh, among them Tajikistan. And ahmad Karim helped us uh, set up a branch of the foundation in Tajikistan to teach Tajik uh, children in Iran's language I mean the Persian language and and the uh, literature that was uh, could be available to them and we provided that uh, with them and the Tajik scholars came to give uh, uh, to give speeches and 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 uh, conduct events. So this also was an idea that there's reflects in your Doshan. There's a lot to talk about. And I'm sorry, I don't want to take more time. But maybe in the questions, I can answer some more.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Ms. Afkami. Um, as we welcome Dr. and just a reminder that her talk is in Farsi, but we have an English translation that will be um, linked to in the chat. So hopefully, you can follow along and um, welcome Dr. Zandi. Thank you. وقتی همگی به خیر سپاسگزارم از مرکز مطالعات ایرانی دانشگاه استنفورد مدیر محترم مرکز آقای دکتر عباس میلانی و همکارانشون خانم رما پرهاد و آقای فرانک اریکو برای سامان دادن این برنامه و برای فرصتی که به من هم دادیم صحبت امروز من در یک نگاه فراگیر درباره شخصیت و جهان بیمی استاد ستانی آشاکر خواهد بود بینی شخصیت چند سوه دکتری آرشاتر ببید با نگاهی به کتاب به تازگی منتشر شده یادداشت ها که مجموعه ای است از متون مستقلی که دکتری آشاتر در یک بازه زمانی 26 ساله برای نشریات ایران نامه و ایران شناسی نوشتند. متونی با موضوع هایی به که به نظر من از جمله به همین دلیل میتونه چشمنداز های بسیاری باشه به سوی شخصیت چند سویه استاد یارشاته. تنوع موضوع این یاد ها که در برگیرنده مطالبی درباره تاریخ، ادبیات، یعنی رمان، شعر، خاطر نویسی تا فرش، نقاشی، اکاسی و موسیقی است، به نظرم نشاندهنده دهنده دید وسیع و ذهن دربرگیرنده برگیرنده دکتوری آرشاتره ها ویژگی های مهم بلکه ضروری برای کسی که سردبیر یک دانشنامه است از طرف دیگه فکر میکنم بازخانی این یادداشت ها در پس زمینه خودشون فرایند شکل گرفتن یک جامعه فارسی زبان رو در بیرون از جغرافی های متعارف خودش به خواننده نشون میدن حالو شما خواهد بود که در دقایقی که دارم روی این چند نکته تاکید کنم و از اینجا صحبتم رو با چند اسلاید نشون خواهم داد. یاد داشت ها امضای کتابی است در برگیرنده 164 متن مستقل که دکتر احسان در فاصله سالهای 1365 تا 91 خورشیدی 1986 تا 2012 میلادی برای نشریات ایران نامه و ایران شناسی نوشتند. هر دو این نشریات توسط دکتر جلال مطیمی بنیاد گذاشته شده بودند و هر دو در بنیاد مطالعات ایران Foundation for Iranian Studies که خانم افخان توضیح دادند شروع به کار کردند. یاد داشته همونطور که از عنوانشون پیداست مقاله های دانشگاهی با اون تعریف علمی نیستن یادداشت‌هایی هستند درباره هران چکه در فاصله انتشار دو شماره از این نشریات بیشتر مورد توجه دکتر یار شاطر قرار می‌گرفت و فکر می‌کنم به همین دلیل تا حدی جهانبینی استاد رو وااستاپ میدن که چه مسائلی بیشتر توجه او رو جلب می‌کرده و آنها رو چگونه یادداشت میکرد. کتاب به پیشنهاد خانم محناز افغانی مدیرامل بنیاد مطالعات ایران و با پشتیوانی مالی بنیاد میراس ایرانی پرژن هرتش فاندیشن در پانسد صفحه تدوین شده. تصویری که میبینیم جلد کتاب روی جلد کتاب کار کروش بیکبور و همجا یاداوری میکنم که صفحه آرایی کتاب و ایندکس کتاب کار خانم ژیلا میرفشاره در زمین پس زمینه اسلایت ها هم دست خط دکتر یارشاتر. دکتر جلان متینی در متنی که اجازه بازنشرش رو به ما دادند و نخستین متن این کتابه پیش گفتار کتابه در واقع روایت خودشون رو از دعوتشون از دکتر یارشاتر برای نوشتن این یادداشت ها تعریف کردن. که به طور خیلی موجز از این قراره که دکتر یار شاتر وقتی که کتاب یا مجلعی میخواندن در حاشیه های سفید کاغذ یا داشتهایی به اسطلاح حاشیه نویسی میکردن و دکتر ماتینی توضیح میدن که گاهی این فاصله ها این فضای سفید کافی نبود و دکتر یار شاتر کاغذی برمیداشتن و ادامه اون حاشیه نویسی رو روی یک کاغذ سفید تکمیل می کردم و اون رو میان صفحات کتاب می زاشتن. در یک دیدار دوستانه دکتر متیمی از دکتر یارشاتر خواهش میکنن که هر موقع فرصت میکنن بعضی از این حاشی نویسی ها رو تکمیل کنن به شکل یک متن هر چند کوتاه و در اختیار ایران نامه یا ایران شناسی قرار بدن برای چاپ که این اتفاق می و دکتر یارشاتر متعهد می برای 26 سال تا زمانی که تقریبا آخرین شماره ایران شناسی منتشر میشه برای این نشنات یاد داشت به نویسن. در واقع یاد در شش شماره نخست ایران نامه و از اون به بعد در ایران شناسی چاپ شده بودن بار نخست نمونه های جلدی رو که میبینیم هم جلد ایران نامه رو مخصوصا شماره های ریجه دکتور یارشاتر و دکتر مطینی انتخاب کردم که تصاویرش رو با هم داشته باشیم با این خانم افخامی اینجا توضیح کامل درباره بنیاد مطالعات ایران دادند از اونجا که یک صحبت خیلی کوتاهی من دارم در این باره که با کلیت حرف من به نوعی درام میخنه است من اجازه مخوام یک دقیقه وقت بگیرم در این باره بنیاد مطالعات ایران خب دلیل و زمین ساز و پشتیبان چاپ نخست این یادداشت ها در اون دونشریه بوده همچنین ناشر کتاب یادداشت هاسته دلیل و پشتیبان بازنشر این یادداشت هم هست همونطور که خانی من می گفتند چون که این بنیاد خیلی زود پا گرفته و خوشبختانه دیر پاییده من فکر می کنم بازخانی فعالیت و فرهنگی بنیاد هم مانند خود کتاب یادداشت ها در واقع روند شکل گرفتن یک جامعه فارسی زبان رو در بیرون از جغرافیا و فرهنگ متعارفش به ما منتقلی میکنه. این مسئله که ثبت بخشی از تاریخ اجتماعی ماست در دوران بعد از انقلاب اسلامی در بیرون از ایران بیرون از جغرافی های ایران برای من حتما و فکر کنم برای نسل من ارزش افزوده هم داره چون ما در یک دورانی بزرگ شدیم و درس خوندیم که تلاش های سازمانیافته شده توسط نهاد قدرت که ما دقیقاً این بخش از تاریخ اجتماعیمون رو یا خیلی مخدوش دریافت کنیم یا اصلا ندونیم در نتیجه من ادای دین و احترام دارم خدمت اعضایی ثابت بنیاد خانم محناز افخمی، مدیر عامل بنیاد، آقای بلام رزا افخمی مدیر پروژه تاریخ شفاهی و آقای هرموز حکمت که یاد عزیز و شریفشون گرامی باشه که ویراستار ارشد بنیاد اطلاعات ایران. در اولین بازخوانی سلسله یادداشت‌هایی که در این کتاب هست در ادامه صحبتم درباره سقط تاریخ اجتماعی توسط همه فعالیت‌های دیگر بنیاد واقعاً تاریخ اجتماعی این دوران به ما منتقل میشه به این دلیل که این که یادداشت‌ها متون مطبوعاتی هستند در نتیجه دقیقاً تاریخ خوردن که در چه زمانی نوشته شدن و چاپ شدن و وقتی که ما این‌ها رو به شکل سلسله وار بخونیم مثلا متوجه میشیم نخستین نشریه فارسی زبانی که بعد از انقلاب اسلامی در بیرون از جغرافی های ایران چاپ شده در چه تاریخی در کدام شهر و توسط چه کسی پا گرفته و همچنین کتاب های فارسی نمایشگاه های اکاسی یا نقاشی که توسط ایرانیان برگزار شده حتی گفتمان های مسلط بر جامعه در هر دوران در نتیجه کتاب با این که در برگیرنده 164 متن مستقله به این معنی که میشه هر جای کتاب رو باز کرد و یکی یاد داشت رو خوند و دریافت و برداشت کامل از اون داشت در مسیر خودش کتاب ما رو با فرآیندی آشنا میکنه که به فراورده ای در واقع میرسه یعنی به کلیتی میرسه با اجزاء به هم پیوسته و با هم در ارتباط کتاب با یادداشتی درباره قلام حسین ساعی، نویسنده نام آشنای ایرانی باز میشه و با یادداشتی درباره گراردو نودی، ایران شناس آشنای ایتالیایی به پایان میرسه. هر دو این یادداشت ها در سوگ این دو شخصیت نوشته شدن، در سوگ درگذشته اینها. وقتی این متن ها رو میخونیم، در واقع هر دو این یادداشت ها در سوگ از دست رفتن امکان آفرینش بیشتر توسط این دو شخصیت در گستره فرهنگ ایران نوشته شدم و در فاصله این دو ما با روایت‌های متعددی روبرو میشیم درباره رویدادهای فرهنگی ایران و هرانچه درباره ایران و درباره میراث فرهنگی ایران در یک گستره جغرافیایی و تاریخی گسترده همونطور که خوام معفخمی گفتم نگاه آگاه و سنجیده و منصف دکتر یار تاریخ رو روایتی با مراحل به هم پیوسته و از هم اثر پذیرنده تعریف میکنه. در یادداشت های دکتر یار ادبیات فارسی و فرهنگ ایران با شکست سلسله های پادشاهی شکست نمیخورند. سهم ایران و فرهنگ ایران در بالیدن فرهنگ و تمدن جهان دست گرفته نمیشه، همانچنان که سهم فرهنگ ها و تمدن‌های های جهان در بالیدن ایران و ایرانی قدر گذارده می شه. حضور، هم نشینی و سازگاری اندیشه های ایرانی جهانی در یاد داشتا به نظر من باستاب جهانونی احزان یارشاتره که باز به نظر من برامده از زندگی شخصی اوست. دکتر احسان یارشاتر به معنای دقیق کلمات انسانی خود ساخته بود از دوران نوجوانی تا همیشه تمام دستاوردهای زندگی استثنائیش فقط و فقط به همت بلند خودش تکیه داشت یادداشت‌ها من فکر می‌کنم ما رو با اون انسانی آشنا می‌کنه که پشت شخصیت یارشاتر دانشگاهی پژوهشگر سردبیر دانشنامه ایرانیکا و نهادساز ایستاده انسانی که به تمام جلوه های زندگی اهمیت میداد خیلی هم جدی اهمیت میداد از دوران دانشرای مقدماتی به طور حرفه با گروهی کوهنوردی را آغاز کرد کمی بعد اسکی رو به طور حرفه یاد گرفت رقص رو با معلم یاد گرفت و دوبار در مسابقات رقص والز جایزه نفر اول رو دریافت کرد نقاشی مدرن رو مطالعه کرد شخصا به طوری که به طور حرفه مقالات علمی دربارهشون برش نوشت در نشریه سخن و این مقاله ها بعدها در کتابی در دو مجلد توسط انتشارات امیرکبیر چاپ شدند موسیقی کلاسیک ایرانی و غربی رو به طور دقیق و علمی شناخت و مجموعه های بزرگ و ارزنده از هر دو در منزل داشت البته معاشرت با دوستان به شکل شگفت انگیزی با تمام این کارها اولویت زندگی دفتر یارشاته بود و همچنین سفر. سفر واقعا برای سفر نه فقط سفرهای کاری. من فکر میکنم انسانی که بتونه به تمام جلوه های زندگی که ما باهی اونها رو روزمره ها یا روزانه ها مینامیم اینطور اهمیت بده احتمالا به سری فراهم میشه در فکرش و در روانش که بتونه ارتباط و اثرگذاری و اثرپذیری فرهنگ های جهان رو بر هم دیگه دریافت کنه یعنی در واقع فرهنگ ها و تمدن‌ها رو با هم در اندرکنش یا تعامل ببینه برای آشنای بیواسطه با متن کتاب من چون میدونم وقت کمه فقط از یکی از یاد دو پاراگراف انتخاب کردم قبل از اینکه اون رو با هم بخونیم دوست دارم بگم بیشترین موضوعی که در این کتاب بهش پرداخته شده زبانه. مسئله زبانه، من اصولاً فکر می‌کنم مسئله محوری زندگی دکتور یار شاتر زبان بود دکتور یار شاتر زبان رو ظرف اندیشه یا صورت ملفوز اندیشه تعریف می‌کرد. این جمله استاده زبان صورت ملفوز اندیشه است و دکتور یار شاتر بارها در این یادداشت‌ها تعریف کرده توضیح داده که دلیلی که نام ایران رو در تاریخ حفظ کرده فرهنگ ایرانه و در دل اون به عنوان رکن اصلی اون زبان فارسی است و الگوی او هم یعنی اون زبان فارسی که دکتور یاشاتر الگوی خودش میدونست و بسیار قبول داشت زبانی بود که سعدی داشت نصر و شعر سعدی همیشه برای دکتور یاشاتر در واقع غیر قابل رقابت بود و پس از اون نر دکتر خندری رو خیلی میپسندید. من فکر می کنم کسی که هرکس که کتاب یادداشت ها رو بخواد مطالعه کنه خوبه که به نصر به ساختار زبانی یادداشت ها توجه کنه که نصری محکم خوش تراش و پر و در عین حال در دسترس و دور از هر نوع پیچیدگی به اصلاحح معروف سهل و مطه ماننده. آنجا که سعدی می نوشت یارشاتر در ایک از یاد داشتای این کتاب نوشته ما دو گونه وطن داریم یکی آنکه میان دریای مازندران و خلیج فارس قرار دارد با کوه های بلند و رودهای های کم آب و سحراهای فراخ بریگزار و شورزار های گرم و خشک و بیشه هایی که از چند قرم پیش باز کاستی داشته است وطن دوم ما و تنیست که در آفاق ذهن ما خانه دارد. و تنیست روشن و دلنگیز با رنگهای شفاف و دیده در آن رودکی چنگ برمی و سرود شادی و نغمه می و مستی می نوازد. و فردوسی داستان دلاوری های قهرمانان ما را با آهنگی پهلوانی سر می دهند. سعدی، آدمیت و عدل پروری و پوزش پذیری و خدمت به خلق و زیبایی آنها را در نظر مترسیم می کند و حافظ نوای عشق و آزادگی را به آهنگی لطیف در گوش ما زمزمه می کند. وطن خاکی ما پیوسته در معرض آفات است و وطن معنوی ما برعکس از گزنده باد و باران و دست برده ویرانگر حوادث در امان. درخشش آن را تیرگی اعمال ما زائل نمی کند گنجی است که از آن ماست آفتابی است که پی بسته میتاببد زنده و پایدار است بر ماست که این وطن را زیباتر و تابناکتر کنیم این بر گرفته از یادداشتی است با عنوان وطن دوگانه ما که در سال 1374 در ایران شناسی چاپ شده بود اجازه میخوام صحبتم رو با دقیقه از صدای استاد به پایان ببرم فایل شنیداری که با همگوش میکنیم برگرفته از یکی گفت و بلندی است که چند سال پیش من در محضر دکتر یارشاتر با او داشتم و چون این جملات در کتاب بازتاب داده شده من فکر میکنم که اجازه داشته باشم که این رو با صدای خودشون پخش کنم و فقط یاداوری میکنم که تقریباً
3: حدود نود یا نود ساله بودند استاد وقتی که این صحبت رو کردند. انشاء الله نه اشتر گل هایی که من کردم تقریبا نه سی بیت همون گل هایی که من با اشقار دوختی کردم من دوست داشتم هم جهله همه انجام کار رو به من نگزشت می باشی هم ولی اثر اثره Let's ask you to ask me if you can't get a chance to get a chance to get a chance to get a chance to get to get a chance to get a chance to get a chance to هم خودش در کار همان سر باشه و من که قرن نگرد انده خواب داشته و همین که در دیگران چیزی پیدا مکنند به حساب صفات خیلی جایی نیست. است اون واسه خود یه چیزی احساس چیزی در نفساتش کار اون پن دیاله اولی از چیز خوشم چیزی خوش نمیاد و این که در ق صحبت هاشون هم حال من یه طرف از هیچ چیزی اوبتده خوبه ولی این صاف همجاش و من از قدیم خیلی توجه معنی انصاف این صاف کلمه انصاف داشتم سپاسگزارم از وقتتون و.
4: Thank you so much, Roma. Thank you uh, and hello to everyone. Uh, I would like to start by thanking Professor Abbas Milani for organizing this session and inviting me to take part in it. My thanks also to uh, Ms. Roma Perhat and Mr. Franco Errico of the Mogadam Program in Iranian Studies for helping us to prepare for this uh, webinar. I wish it were um, in person and I could see uh, my colleagues and and other friends. I would also like to extend my deep gratitude to Dr. Mandana Zandian um, for her admirable work in editing and overseeing the publication of Professor Yarshater's notes Uh, Also to um, Ms. Mahnaz Afkhami, who suggested the idea in the first place, and later led uh, the publishing uh, process um, of the book. Um, As was mentioned by my colleagues, uh, the Foundation for um, Iranian Studies um, and the Persian Heritage Foundation provided the logistical and financial support Um, to bring the project um, to um, fruition. What I would like to do um, in the very short time um, that I have um, is to uh, give you three interrelated um, aspects of um, Dr. Yarsha work. The first is the achievements or the achievements, um, uh, his achievements as a leading um, scholar of his generation, very rightfully uh, he has been referred to by many as the doyen of uh, Iranian uh, studies. Uh, In the second part of my brief comments, um, I want to emphasize his role as the initiator of projects and creator of institutions with lasting impact um, on the promotion of Iranian culture um, and uh, civilization. And finally, in my, the concluding part of my uh, talk, I want to give a few examples taken from the Yad Dojta book to illustrate his frequent forays beyond strictly scholarly subjects to deal with topics Relating to Iran's popular culture, politics, and Iranians' relations uh, with their neighbors and the rest of the world. So let me begin then with uh, Dr. Yarshater's work um, as a scholar. He received his doctorate in Persian literature under the direction of Ali Asghar Hichmat at Tehran University back in 19. 19- 47, he continued his studies for the next five years at the University of London's School of Oriental and African Studies, SOAS, receiving uh, an MA degree in 1953, upon which he returned to Iran and was appointed a lecturer in Persian language and literature in the Faculty of Letters at Tehran University. In his new position he conducted extensive field research in villages of northwest Iran and on southern tati dialects a topic that he had worked on as a student when he was at SOAS under the guidance of the distinguished Iranologist Walter Bruno Henning this pioneering linguistic research served as his as the basis for his um, doctoral dissertation at University of London, which he completed in, uh, I believe, in 1960. Invited um, as a visiting associate professor of Iranian studies at Columbia University in 1958. Um, Dr. Yarshater spent the next two years at Columbia and returned to Iran um, again uh, in 1960, at which time this coincided with the retirement um, of his one-time mentor, um, Dr. Uh, Ibrahim Purdavut. and Yashoter was appointed to Pur chair um, in ancient Persian culture at Tehran University. He served in that role for only one year and he returned back to Columbia University. Um, at which point he was appointed as a newly established as the inaugural holder of the chair of um, Hakob Gevorkian um, in Iranian studies, a position that he held for nearly uh, three decades until his retirement from teaching in 1990. He served twice as the chair of the Department of Middle Eastern Languages and Cultures And in 1967 he founded the Center for Iranian Studies, the first such academic center in North America devoted exclusively to the study of Iran, and he served as the director of that center uh, until 2014, which was the last year of his um, professional um, activities. By any standards, Professor Yarshater's tenure at Columbia University for nearly five and a half decades was an extraordinary example of scholarly achievements and productivity. Besides teaching and mentoring two generations of students on different aspects of Iran's cultural history, literature, and languages, he authored or edited 16 major books and over 100 scholarly articles and chapters. In addition to all of this, uh, that is his own writings, he helped initiate and oversaw a number of monumental publications in Iranian history, literature, and arts. To give you a few examples, an eight-volume critical edition of Ferdowsi's Shahnami, edited, with extensive notes by uh, Dr. Khaliqin mutlaq An authoritative translation of Tarikh Tabari, arguably the most um, important work in Islamic historiography in 40 volumes published in English. Again, under his um, supervision and initiated uh, by Dr. Shatir a two-volume translation of *Tarikh* e a, a truly impressive 20-volume history of Persian literature, which he initiated again, and has continued under the very able editorship of uh, Dr. Mohsen Ashtiani, It continues, and uh, I believe so far five of the 20 volumes have actually been published. Professor Yashater also um, played executive and leadership roles in a number of professional organizations worldwide. Um, I don't think we have time for me to go through all of this, but they cover a wide variety of um, institutions and um, professional associations, um, which he either presided over or was a an active member of, um, a distinguished member of, um, over these years. So let me shift now to um, his work as an institution builder. Beyond his own pioneering research and publications, Yarshater created venues, projects, and institutions that sought to promote not only Iranians' knowledge of their own culture and history, but also their knowledge and understanding of other cultures and civilizations. In 1953, when he had just started his teaching position at Tehran University, he embarked on the first major project beyond the walls of academia and founded the Bungahe Tarjume Vanashri kitab, the Institute for Translation and Publication of Books, The Institute's initial objective was to translate and publish foreign classics into Persian, applying professional editing and publishing standards that were unprecedented um, in the country uh, up until then. Within a year, within a year after the establishment of this Institute, um, he published five major translations. Um, one was Schiller's Wilhelm Tell, another was a version of Tristan and Izot, uh, yet another Plato's five treatises, Turgenev's Fathers and Sons, and Confucius um, uh, Analects. Uh, now it's important that these works were translated by the likes of Muhammad Ali and jamal Zadeh of Parviz and Khan Lari, of Mahmoud Sana'i, of Mehri Ari, and kazimzade Zadeh These were obviously the most prominent uh, literary scholars um, of their time. The literary weight of these works, the prominence of their translators, the usual care exercised in checking, the unusual uh, care, I should say, that was exercised in checking the accuracy of the translations against the original and the well-designed appearance of the books attracted the attention of discriminating readers and helped to raise the editing production standards for Iran. Over the years, a total of 71 major works of world literature were published in this foreign literature part of the publications of uh, the Institute for the translation and publication of of books. Later, the Institute initiated additional book series in the mid-1950s. These included a series called the General Knowledge Series, Majmu'e Ma'arife Mu'mi, and there were 138 titles in that series. Another series Persian texts, Majmu'aye Motunafarsi, with 48 titles. A series on Iranian studies, Majmu'e Iran-Shanasi, with 68 titles. Several general and specialized bibliographies, including a massive multi-volume bibliography of printed Persian books by Iraj Afshar. And three additional series geared to younger groups. This was really remarkable. These included a children's collection, Majmuaye Kudakan, for children of four to seven years of age, an early youth collection, Majmuaye No Javanan, eight to eleven years of age, and a youth collection, Java Javanan for ages 12 to 15. Altogether, 98 titles were published in the last three decades. With such remarkable output in both quality and quantity, the Institute made an unparalleled contribution to the cultural literacy of Iranians, young and old over the course of its quarter century, uh, existence from 1953 uh, to 1979. It continued its activities under the same name for an additional two years after the 1979 revolution before being dissolved by the Islamic um, Republic. In 1957, again only a few years after he had uh, been appointed in to his position at the Tehran University. With the help of Iraj Afshar and Abdul Hussein Azhar Rinkoub and several other scholars, Yar Shatir founded Iran's first modern book society, and Jomani Kitab, and as its main organ, the first Persian language journal of book reviews, Rahne Kitab, with Iraj Afshar and Mustafa Mugharrabi as its associate editors. For over two and a half decades until its closure in 1979, Kitab* served as the principal periodical for the review of new books on Persian literature, culture, history, as well as about advances in various fields of Iranian studies in Iran and abroad. It should go without saying, that these enormous initiatives and achievements were not solely the work of Professor Yarshater. The fact that he repeatedly acknowledged in his writings, what has often gone unmentioned in recounting his extraordinary achievements. He was fortunate to be part of, part of and work closely with some of the most prominent members of Iran's cultural and academic elites during his years in, in iran these included ali akbar siyasi sayed Hassan taghizadeh isa sadiq muhammad ali jamalzadeh mahmoud sana sani va jo zaman faruzan tar kholam hussein yusufi Zaryab bekhoyi abdul hussein zarinkub Iraja afshar mojtaba minovi Mehriya ahi ibn Abirashq, among many others. He also was supported by the Iranian government and the Imperial Court in nearly all of these projects. Now, the crowning achievement of Professor Yarshater's long and illustrious career was, of course, the massive Encyclopedia Iranica, whose editing, management, and sustenance as an institution occupied him for the last three and a half decades of his life. The current English version of Encyclopedia Iranica was brought out, uh, or it just brought out, its um, um, 16th volume, completed its 16 volumes um, and it is still in letter K. And let me mention that there are something like uh, 29 articles, for example, on Khurasan, San uh, in this uh, latest volume of uh, Encyclopedia Iranica. No matter what topic one is interested in, you can be absolutely certain that the most authoritative and the most detailed um, work, scholarly um, work on the topic um, has been published or is being published. Um, in the Encyclopedia uh, Iranica. Now, I should say that um, the the encyclopedia, uh, I remember reviewing it um, some 30 years ago, uh, back in uh, 1990, I believe. And at that time, um, I said that in my judgment, this was the most significant contribution to the field of Iranian studies of that century that is of the 20th century. Now I think I can say with some, with some confidence that it may well turn out to be the most significant book in Iranian uh, uh, studies, in the field of Iranian studies, um, over two centuries, the 20th and the 21st um, century. Um, it is being um, edited now um, at Columbia University at the newly uh, established Yarshater Center for Iranian Studies at Columbia University, which was established with help of the Persian Heritage Foundation um, three years ago. Um, the encyclopedia is, is being edited by um, Dr. Elton Daniel, um, a very capable editor. Um, and, uh, and as I mentioned, uh, Uh, It is currently in its 17th volume and increasingly, it has become an online uh, publication with free access to everyone, which is really remarkable, one of very few um, encyclopedias that is accessible uh, to everyone uh, without paying any kind of uh, uh, fee. I may add with um, great sense of disappointment here that an ongoing dispute between the encyclopedia Iranica Foundation, the entity that was established by Professor Yarshater to ensure the continuity and financial support for the encyclopedia um, on the one hand, and Columbia University Center for Young Studies um, that houses and supports the editorial staff of the project uh, that this long uh, uh, and ongoing dispute um, has damaged uh, uh, the the publication um, of uh, at least the the flow of work uh, in the editing and publication um, of the encyclopedia. Um, It is a long drawn out legal battle which is now being fought in the state of New York before the board of charities. And it could seriously limit, uh, has, in my judgment, limited uh, the progress of the encyclopedia and may well threaten um, its um, continuation. Uh, Thankfully, um, so far, uh, the editorial staff has been able to continue bringing out the fascicles uh, uh, in the same manner as before, but, uh, Uh, But, uh, you know, the financial support for the project has diminished uh, significantly. Now, let me turn uh, very briefly to the third aspect of Professor Yarshater's lifetime work, which, as I mentioned, went beyond academia's uh, ivory towers or and his attempts in this manner to initiate significant publication series. Uh, and uh, and really deal with matters that are of concern to the public uh, in general. Uh, This includes uh, engaging and delightfully uh, readable reviews of and commentaries on a wide variety of um, literary works from classical Persian literature to contemporary works of fiction poetry artwork there are reviews in this book uh, Yad Darshtha, um, that have been written, uh, you know, bringing out the work, acknowledging the work of leading and young scholars of Iranian studies, both in Iran and abroad um, and uh, putting their works in context and, uh, and praising uh, and encouraging them. Uh, to uh, continue. Uh, I think uh, I should stop there. Let me uh, simply end by reflecting on um, something that Dr. Yashater said um, about, uh, I think, 10 or 15 years before um, he passed away. He said, uh, reflecting on his early uh, years, he said, No sooner had I settled in my job at the University of Tehran back in the 1950s uh, that I was affected by a virus of which the main symptom is that it kills all your leisure time and keeps you running after minutes and seconds. Mm -hmm. I did not leave myself much time for attending to the more delectable aspects of life. But we all know, as I think um, Dr. Zandian pointed out, uh, that this terrible virus never left um, Professor Yarshater's body and was probably what kept him at his desk every day of the week until late evening hours. But as tenacious as the virus was, it was never able to subdue his indomitable zest for life and appreciation of the finer and more delectable things in in life, such as the arts, Persian poetry, music, ballroom dancing, travel, and long walks with his earphones in Riverside Park, and above all, the companionship of his many friends and admirers. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Uh, thank you all for wonderful uh, presentations. Uh, we have some questions from the audience, but I think uh, we're keeping with our practice. Uh, I, as a, a moderator, will abuse my uh, position and uh, begin by asking each of you at least one question, and then we'll get to the audience uh, questions. Uh, I. I think uh, Miss Afghani has left. uh, Oh, Oh, yeah, I yes. Uh, She referred to something uh, in passing that uh, Princess Ashraf was denied the chance to go to university. Uh, In fact, she was denied the chance to go to uh, high school with his uh, brother. Uh, He was. She was uh, scheduled to go, and the last moment, Uh, the father decided. The father that was so famously in favor of women's rights, decided that the girl shouldn't go. So my question has always been to ask you, uh, how did you convince her? What kind of a process was it to get her to make this? Two million at that time was a major contribution. It was a big sum of money. It's probably about 20 million in today's uh, dollars. Uh, What was the process of the conversation? Uh, Did she initiate it or did you suggest to her? To, I think that's a very important part of history for us to know. Uh,
1: thanks, Abbas. Um, uh, I, I basically um, uh, went to her when, when the idea came you know, from uh, my husband, the group we were with, um, exactly. uh, which I mentioned, uh, Dr. Oreshi, but there was Dr. Etemad, Samii, uh, other, uh, uh, and others. Um, I. I Thought, okay, what are we going to do in terms of resources? And at that time, of course, uh, the idea of philanthropy uh, was not really a common one among the Iranian community. Uh, and uh, actually, I want to uh, digress to say that this was also something that Dr. Yashate uh, taught the Iranian community, at least in diaspora, that if you want these services, these ideas, these uh, 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 events, uh, you have to contribute to it, you have to own it. And he was the first one to do it and he was very successful in it. But at the time there was no one. I only knew that she is interested in knowledge sharing in research, in uh, education. She's passionate about it and very, very, much regrets that she hasn't had the opportunity. So I just went to her and, and said, uh, you know, uh, could you help? And at that, that was the time when she was pushed uh, to help uh, politically. Every minority group, every majority group or whatever wanted help. Uh, her family needed assistance and all of that. And uh, her community around her, there wasn't anyone who was that interested. Uh, I remember when I, when the issue that I mentioned to you, the first issue of Iran-Nomer, I took it to her after she agreed and we started the work, Uh, she was the only one uh, who was excited about it, Uh, uh, the people were, uh, even ambassadors who were there in the uh, dinner that uh, we were sharing, and uh, they were saying, what is Khyoban? You know, what is the point of this? She was the only one who was saying, this is interesting. I, I like this, you know, and that kind of thing. He- she was just very curious, very interested and, and uh, regretted very much that she hadn't had it so she came up with it very easily and actually 2 million even then wasn't really all that much done <laughs> because because when you put it and wanted to get money that to use it would come to something like 200,000 a year and without the uh, work of others and and uh, sharing with museums and um, uh, universities, it wouldn't have happened. But she did, whenever we asked her for extra, she came up with it, yeah. uh, you know. So <clears throat> that, would, that was the story. Thank you.
0: Uh, you know, uh, Professor Yashater received the beta prize, uh, a prize that Beta Dario Barri has endowed at Stanford. And uh, one of the greatest talks in reception of the prize, was given by Professor Yashater. This is on our website. I strongly urge everybody to go watch it. It's a five-minute talk. This is towards uh, the end of his life. He's already very uh, you know, uh, almost uh, unable to move. He went to the stage. We had a place for him. He sat down. And it then came the time for him to talk. And his hand was shaking. I wasn't sure that he could even deliver the talk. And then he gradually gingerly got up and stood on his cane and delivered this epic acceptance speech. Almost everything that we talked about, about what drove him, uh, this passion that he had for ideas, this passion that he had for language, was evident. I, I, you know, I, I still uh, come close to crying every time I remember the heroism of his uh, effort. And that leads me to my question from Dr. Zandion. Dr. Zandion has not only written, uh, edited Yashar, but she has written what is the most extensive uh, book on Yashater's views on almost everything. So, could you tell us a little bit about that book, uh, Dr. Zandion? Of
2: course, uh, that was, I think, the greatest honor in my life. By now, uh, it was a very I don't even know how to put it in words. The experience, how it was, maybe the best university I attended in my life. Seriously, not just about Iranian studies and about Dr. Yarshater's life story, about the daily life he would live, because the way that we did that book was I traveled. I used to travel to New York on Friday night after hospital, like overnight. I was there Saturday morning, directly go to his office. We started working at 10 a.m. every Saturday and until about 6 p.m. And I remember when, when we started the Dr. Shatter was 93 already. And when he he actually brought this up that he wants to write his narration of his life and he wants it to be like as an interview. He doesn't want just to sit and write it as a memoir. And I remember I told him, of course it's an honor for anybody, but I'm sure there are people from your generation in Iranian studies that can do it much better than me because I don't really know so much. And he said, you know, people from my generation already has their conclusion about everything. So if they want to ask me questions, they already have their answers. I want to work with someone that can sit in front of me and really have questions from my life. I want to know what you want to know as the reader of my life. What you want to know, what is interesting for someone from your generation. And then we did it over almost a year and a half. We did the interview because of the travel matter, I couldn't do it like every week, of course. So, and then it took about a year for me to finish the book, to really transcribe it. We edited it maybe 100 times, as everyone knows Dr. Shater. So each part when was transcribed and typed out, I was, I read it for Dr. Yar Shater, and then we edited it, it together, and then we went to the, ne- the next section. But um, just something to, a bit more entertaining about that is um, in the very first sessions, I was very concerned that Dr. Yashater would get tired uh, because of his age. And a couple of times I said, Do you want us to stop here? Do you want water? Do you want to have lunch? I can go and come back, something like that. And then, after a few times I said that, Dr. Yashater once told me, You know, I'm fine. If you really need water or food or anything, you can go. <laughs> I wait for you. You can come back and we continue the work. But if you are really concerned and you want to do something, I have suggestion. And that's it. After each session of interview, you recite a poem by Sadi for me. That would pay off. And that became a ritual all that one and a half year. We read Sadi a lot. And even after that, when Dr. Yashater was in, um, California for the last two years of his life, uh, living with his niece, whenever I would go there, uh, with, we continued reciting Saadi, especially Saadi's ghazals for him. So that's that was one of the best parts of our Fantastic. collaboration.
0: Dr. Uh, you know, the Azizi, there are a couple of questions uh, about uh, Encyclopedia Ironica. You alluded to uh, the uh, problems. People are asking uh, what, if anything, can it be, can be done to preserve the tradition that uh, Professor Yashater established in Iranica and continuing it. I, I fully agree with you. I think it is the single greatest uh, text in Iranian uh, introducing Iran to the uh, international community uh, and the idea that it will not continue because of some, uh, you know, Petty squabbles uh, is just tragic. So is there a way that the community can help? And how can it help?
4: Well, it's it's a difficult question because at the moment, the case is uh, before the board of charities uh, in the state of New York. So it is a legal um, fight that is going on. To put it very briefly, uh, Dr. Yashvater created the Encyclopedia Iranica Foundation, um, whose principal uh, objective was to provide support um, for uh, the publication of Encyclopedia. Unfortunately, after Yashater left um, Columbia University, Go to California, and a new editor um, took over. Uh, uh, a, a conflict developed between uh, the new editor, um, Doctor uh, Elton Daniel, and the Encyclopaedia uh, Iranica Foundation, um, and uh, this. Did, turned out to be um, a a very difficult um, dispute between the two sides. And the Encyclopedia Iranica Foundation essentially refused to um, provide financial support um, for the publication of encyclopedia, even though that was the principal um, objective according to the constitution to the bylaws of the foundation. the, the matter then uh, became um, a dispute between this foundation, the Encyclopaedia Ironica Foundation, on the one hand, and Columbia University, um, that holds copyrights to the Encyclopaedia Ironica uh, publication. Um, the two sides are now involved in a legal battle um, in the state of New York, and. Really, the only thing that can be done is to uh, try to persuade the Encyclopedia Iranica Foundation to deliver on its own mission um, to do what it was established to do, namely to provide um, support for um, the uh, the Encyclopedia. Um, It is my hope that this can be resolved in a manner um that would be uh you know through discussions and negotiations rather than dragging it out as a legal battle for the next three or four years. Now in the meantime I should say that the Persian Heritage Foundation has made a substantial contribution to this Yarshater Center um, for Iranian Studies at Columbia University and that contribution Um, has allowed the editorial staff of the encyclopedia to, at least for the time being, to continue editing and publishing the encyclopedia, for which we should all be very grateful Um, to um, Elton Daniel, um, to uh, uh, Mohsen Ashtiani, uh, Dr Mohsen Ashtiani, um, another editor, and to Ms. Maazami, Uh, so The work is going on, but with very limited resources and very limited uh, personnel, and as I mentioned before, I am worried um, that this may not uh, allow the encyclopedia to to bring to conclusion um, its mission. Um, over the next um, several years. I hope that won't happen, uh, but, uh, but I'm worried.
0: Before I ask uh, Ms. Afghamid to uh, have some uh, closing comments because she is the Boese Kheyev, Banir khair she started this journal. I want to say that Professor Banu Azizi himself has had a great role in all of these years in promoting Iranian studies, He's one of the founding uh, founders of a journal that has endured now for, I think, maybe 50 years. One of the oldest journals of Iranian studies in English. Uh, he has had a remarkable role in introducing Shahrokh al to the English world, who is a prominent uh, Iranian scholar. We just uh, had a conference. Uh, uh, Professor Banu Azizi he helped us organize the conference. The papers of that conference are now published. A major publisher has uh, published it. So. He himself deserves an enormous, uh, at least note of gratitude from me, having watched him for 40 years, do remarkable work in introducing Iran and uh, trying to infuse some sanity uh, in an era where oftentimes sanity is a hard commodity. So thank you for all you have done. Uh, Manas Harum, please.
1: Uh, thank you, Abbas. For uh, one thing, I want to thank you. You're sort of following in the footsteps of Dr. Yashater yourself, and what you've done in recent years, both in, in collecting uh, the archives, the extensive and fantastic archival works that exist in your Iranian, Iranian studies. Without those, we would have a hard time to, to keep track of uh, what we have Experienced what has been going on in the country, and I really admire your patience and your perseverance and your dedication to this to this project. That is, I think, uh, one of the uh, you know something that Esson uh, uh, would have truly been uh, grateful for, and and uh, so and we all should be, and are. Uh, so. Thank you for that. Uh, And then also, I also want to thank Uh, Mandana, I was just uh, writing to her uh, a note saying, Mandana, when I go, I want you (laughs) to introduce me (laughs) because you are so eloquent and so generous in your praise. And uh, so remember that on your list in uh, the future, (laughs) I hope far future, (laughs) you know. And uh, the others who helped, uh, Dr. uh, Mr. Sajjodi, Ali Sajjodi was very, Helpful because uh, he was the one that has worked with us for something like 40 years, both with Iran uh, Nome and Dr. Martini, and also with Iran Chennault and He has uh, been a, a really very, very helpful person in um, get, getting the yad Sha and, and and the journals uh, and everything else we publish for instance the publications of the foundation for instance the encyclopedia the Resort and so forth. so saja I want to thank and Ali also who was part of the committee with which Ali helped a great deal with and uh, uh, Hura also uh, worked with uh, uh, Dr Yashater closely almost her, entire career outside of Iran. And so her, her work was very helpful too. And of course, as I said, Mandanahu who was the major, I don't know how. Now that I was thinking about uh, the, uh, the suggestion to me, what do you mean you want to be a doctor? So you see, maybe I should have been that kind of doctor, you know, <laughs> to have the science, and then at the same time have the literature and the arts. That is a perfect combination. So anyway, in terms of being, your doctor, know, I want to just say that it's a precious book. Every time I pick up and and look at it, I discovered something new. And that is because ASR was terrific in the kind of, uh, as Ali said, organizational uh, development in terms of starting new and extensive uh, processes of research and publication. All of that is uh, pretty well uh, shared. What has not been shared is the side of him that Mandana mentioned in terms of his love of sports, his love of life, music, dance, whatever—that you know, wide range of experiences—and also the magnificent prose. I think what, another example of it is in, in the book that he uh, asked us to uh, republish, his Dust on His which is for young kids. Uh, and we were working with, with uh, young children and, and that book, the way that the simplicity and beauty of repeating those stories uh, in this kind of prose and uh, Yadda Shah really reflects these this other sides of his life as connected to his uh, uh, artistry in terms of uh, prose writing. So, I hope everybody would uh, uh, has been encouraged by our uh, sides of uh, familiarity with it, and uh, m- many more people will read it now that it's all in one place. So, they don't have to go to different issues of Iran Nome and Iran Shanasi to find them. Well,
2: and, thank and, you very uh,
1: much. Th- uh, may I also thank Abbas uh, Roma uh, and um, Franco, for the wonderful work
0: and and the the patience they've had with us. Uh, I also want to thank them because everything (laughs) we do here, we do because of them and because of uh, all their remarkable work. And I think uh, the audience would agree that we had a truly remarkable panel about a very remarkable life. And we are indebted to all of you for sharing uh, these insights about a person who has had an enduring impact on Iran, Iran's history, uh, and Iran's culture. Uh, Thank you all, thank you all for joining us. Uh, This was an unusually long uh, event for us, but we had so much to say, as you heard, and we are very grateful for all of you for staying. Thank you.